0: You wanna go to war? You got a war. You started it? We gonna finish.
1: Destroyer, Chris Crude. We will be having a guest today, but he's running a little late, so I wanted to go over a couple things really quick. Uh, first of all, I want to thank all the response we've been getting from the people who have been uh, listening. I've been rather impressed, and I want to just personally thank you all, so I'm coming to every one of your houses to shake your hands. No, but uh, I'm just going to come to all your houses and stand there and shake my dick. In typical Chris Crude form. You know, like, like you do when you get out of the shower and you're like chasing your wife around, you're just sitting there shaking your hips and making it like that slapping noise. Yeah, I remember that years and years ago. I remember that <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, well well that's that's I'm gonna I've come to married. all your houses. I've been married longer, so <laughs> <laughs> So once again, thanks for everyone that's been spreading the word, checking it out. Uh we appreciate it. We'd probably still be doing it if we were the only two morons listening to it at this point. I still think we'd be sitting here talking about wrestling, but it's cool. I appreciate it. Indeed! (laughs) Alright, so, it finally got finalized. I think I hinted at it at the last episode. We are going to do a Halloween special. The Halloween special is the... I came up with some really dumb name for it. I can't think of it. The dumb dumb Halloween special? (laughs) That might be it now. Um, I think it was like the horror, the punk off podcast, movie horror trivia spectacular or some shit. Yeah, basically we're going to do like uh, Doug Loves movie style of a uh, trivia show. So we're having three guests come back on, and I wanted to make sure that all of them wanted to come back on before I really announced it. But Andrew's coming back, the people's champion. Woo! i dubbed him the People's Champion because at least I've looked at the numbers again very recently, but they're for a long time and it probably didn't hurt he had two episodes, but his was the most popular within a short amount of download time. So apparently everyone wants to hear stories about someone who DJs at a strip club. <laughs> or used to. Or, or, or used to. Use so so there's, there's that. So either that or because I don't know, we might have got interesting the longer we got into it, so the of. more alcohol was consumed. <laughs> Babbling about nonsense. So Andrew's coming back. Sam Potts is coming back. Alright. And Paul P. is coming back. We're actually going to give Paul P. his own uh, last name because I think we're going to end up making him the uh, unofficial official Punk Off Podcast movie critic. Kind of like John Lovitz, where it, the character of the critic and everything—it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. That's gonna kind of be Paul's job. So Paul's coming up with a with an alias for his last name. So we'll have him back on Amazon. So, but I figured the three of them would be really good for this type of format. So first, we're gonna do uh, what Doug Benson calls Last Man Standing, which is we uh, pick an actor and everyone keeps going. Naming a movie they were in until that person runs out of movies and then they're out. And then, of course, we're going to do the Leonard Moulton game with a horror theme to it. So, that'll be coming up for our Halloween episode. That'll, that'll be getting done. So, uh, we also have a new logo that will probably be popping up uh, in the next time when this episode gets loaded. And we will yeah, probably be uh, about the time we need that uh, new host, which, so when we do the new host and we upload all the new pretty shiny pictures and mm-hmm. everything, you know, that'll probably be part of the new... New logo by Sean Chuck, so... Hey! Oh, that's so unprofessional. That's so unprofessional. <laughs> I don't get no love. But, uh, yeah, new logo by my buddy Sean Chuck. Looks pretty awesome. Uh, we'll be probably doing some stickers for them and handing those out as we see people along the way. So, that's going on. And, yeah, as you would mentioned, I'm about 95% sure we're probably going to be on uh, Podbean. Because after looking at all of the other providers, it, it just made the most sense for the money. So, if I'm going to have to be shelling out money, then I at least want something that's that's going to work for us pretty well. So, uh, also, the, by now you've heard it, we have a new outro. Uh, I kind of felt like we needed something to kind of just carry and bumper the way out when we got done with the podcast, so I went to Identity the-, the, the bigwigs at Identity Theft Records, and I'm like, hey, we need a song. And they're like, hey, choose anyone you like. We don't care. So uh, after kind of going through them, I decided uh, my buddies at uh, Welfare Soldiers, their song, uh, Whiskey Nap Time be a good fit so we may switch them around down the road but for right now so when you hear the music on the way out welfare soldiers whiskey Map time on identity theft records please buy cds from them <laughs> it helps us out as well <laughs> so uh, uh advertising and merchandising <laughs> uh i guess the last thing i want to talk about real quick we'll get some quick wrestling stuff in, because I'm not sure how big a oh, yeah. fan Spradlin is of wrestling, and we'll probably get into it a little bit, but yeah, you and I talked about this a little bit, the the whole Divas thing that's coming out, it's coming out pretty strong as far as the two teams of the, the Bellas and, uh, oh man, what, I just forgot her name, uh, 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 uh. <sighs> you remember the other chick that's on the Bellas team now? Didn't she used to be the dancer for yes. the big funky... Yes, for uh, Funkasaurus, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, her. <laughs> and then at, uh, Charlotte Flair and uh, Becky Lynch and Paige, of course. But you and I were also talking about, we're both impressed by Charlotte using her dad's signature, figure four, and then turning it into the figure eight. Yeah, I've already started having erotic fantasies <laughs> about that. Actually no right joke. In in no joke. That looks like that fucking hurts. I mean, it is cool to be like
0: ah, that's your, I
1: actually you can do the better recreation. There there you go. <laughs> no, well, you know, they don't have the secret. <coughs> What's that? How you know how to reverse a figure four? You know, you just roll over. Roll over, right? yeah. How do you reverse a figure eight? An eight is endless. An eight is it's infinite. Infinite, exactly. Yes, it becomes a loop, and even if you roll over, you're still stuck because it's infinite. Yes, that's that's got to be about the best finishing move because nobody's ever had an infinite move before. I don't think this is true. So, but yeah, anyway, I thought I'm just I found out fascinating. I figured it was actually a very interesting pairing. For a change. That she got a nice pair. Doing, yes, indeed. But <laughs> but I just mean, they seem to just randomly throw people together a lot on WWE where it makes no sense. Boobs. And that was the most hilarious thing because Raw was on and I was watching it. And actually, I went out in the kitchen to go do something else that was going on. And my wife walked in and I hear her go, Oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> She's like, I know what demographic they're going for with this. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, they're, they're shameless about it. They don't. When did your wife don't...
2: turn into the nanny?
1: Trying to marry the friend, you, You've got that voice. You're not doing. You're <laughs> not doing a very flattering impression. No, it's, I, I've only got about one feminine kind of voice that I can. That's kind of a feminine do. voice, that, huh? That's close, as close as I can get. Yeah, so. you know. Fran dresser back in her young spinal tap days is pretty hot, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the the nanny the, the, the exact. and the eighties, eighties, late eighties, early nineties dresses with yeah. Ah. She my wife at least does not laugh like that. Okay. So. Um. Last thing, and you and I talked about this too. The old timey wrestling. I need to get on their website. I've still got that newspaper you gave me at home, but it looks pretty fascinating. Which I still find it a little. Uh, it is a little bit of uh, at odds that. Old Timey Wrestling has a website. But, uh, the wife was reading it, and she was actually like, I'm not going to do a impersonation this time. But <laughs> why is that? Not, No, actually, she's like, this looks kind of cool. I actually wouldn't go going to this. I'm like, alright, well then we're going. Next time, they're in the area. So, but that's why I was like, I mainly just want to sit in the audience and yell, hogwash! All the time, so. <laughs> tomfoolery. foolery. <laughs> actually, what well, yeah, was signs that it was, it was huzzah huzzah yeah it was huzzah hogwash and there was one other I don't remember I don't think it was Tom Fuller, though you that'd could start that big, that'd be a big sign that'd be a big crowd <laughs> chant it would be a two person sign you can hold one side says Tom and I hold the other it says foolery as long as we're standing on the correct side everything will what is foolery Tom I don't are they morons yes Okay, well that sometimes yes. At this point, I guess we'll go ahead and stop and we'll wait for Chris, but you won't be waiting for anything at all by the time you get back. At all. At all.
0: You're listening to the Punk Off Podcast, and it only cost you your soul. <laughs>
1: Alright, we're rolling. We got our again? guest. Again. Yes, again. We did our intro to our intro, so now we've got a guest, we've got a surprise guest who came right along. Would you like to introduce him since he's kind of from your, your side of the... That's the uh, Jason, uh, Gabriel, Longdick, you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> people call him, call him. Uh, Longdick's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chris Bradley is with us now. Uh, Chris, I, I, we knew, well, we met... TV 47. 47, yeah. Uh Really terrible job, but a great learning experience. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, uh, Chris and I kind of, once we discovered, you were starting to kind of discover other music at that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you're we kind of like, hey, that weird dude over there, I think he might listen to some yeah. like different stuff. So, yeah, you and I would usually, because we got, working at the TV station, you would get these odd, weird breaks. Because we usually do the news. And then we're doing. They'd be like, well, "We're doing stories and bumpers afterwards. We need two people to stay over." And it seemed pretty randomly when they chose them. But yeah, usually you and I would go out and just cruise around or walk <laughs> around or do something just to get the hell out of the building for a while. Because uh, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of yelling as far as the uh, yeah, boss very, boss yeah. end of it. Yeah, insane. Yeah. Insane. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Chris and I kind of knew each other from then, and then. Uh, I kind of disappeared for a while. Yes, and then... Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, was it through Doug Henderson we kind of ran into one another yeah. again? Yeah. And yeah, so Doing Chris shows. has been playing shows. Uh, Chris does a really interesting... How should I put this? Covers. He's not... I wouldn't put it as a typical cover man. Like, if you yell free bird at it, he's going to give you the finger. <laughs> but... <laughs> He'll do a lot of songs where you're sitting there going, "Wait a minute, I know that song. Is that Floyd? That's not like Floyd. I've heard it before. That's kind of cool." So that's usually kind of Chris's shows a lot of the time. So um, you've actually got some stuff. Oh, I know you got a few on the internet. You've got you've got a YouTube page, don't don't you? Yeah, yeah. You've, I think you've got some stuff on up on that. Cause Just, I remember watching yeah. a few things. And then on four one nine video, there's. Uh, you doing a cover of uh, "Parouguiguigu"? Yeah, horribly, I might add. I, I thought it was pretty <laughs> good. I knew it right away, but that was me. So, this is one of my favorite songs from that era, of, like the, kind of the pre-punk movement. Where, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that that show was an interesting show, anyhow. It was my wife and I were <laughs> recite because yeah, you had a few drinkers in the crowd that night, <laughs> and a lot of people sitting in seats until you got you start playing the blues yeah and Judy and I have had I don't need the shit on anyone that goes to Christmas shows or anything but there are some white people in Finlay who ahem, the more they drink the better dancers they think they are <laughs> so there was one woman who I don't remember what blues tune it was but you launched into it and she like rocketed out onto the floor <laughs> and did this this move my wife and I call push it down the floor <laughs> Which I, get, anybody listening to this, they can appreciate this, but it was kind of this whole knee thing and just elbows and hands pushing down, <laughs> doing circles around the, the floor. Of raising the room. That's exactly <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Black white, you know. Come on.
0: <laughs>
1: so yes, me and my wife I now forever have pushing down the floor. Good. Good. <laughs> I'll write a song. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we uh, actually kind of started talking about a few things before we started recording. and We're going to have to try and see if we can capture that. that okay, yeah. But uh, I'll go ahead and let you kind of launch into what you were telling me before about what you've been doing recently. I'm uh, uh, trying to do some
2: uh, original music. Uh, let me preface this with the Finlay scene, yeah. uh, as it used to be, is no longer. Yeah. Which I'm sure it's that way everywhere now. Uh, there's not many places that employ musicians uh, to do any sort of work. Uh, there's just a you know a handful, and you really have to play the stuff everybody wants to hear. Hang the DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yes, amen.
1: <laughs> Never thought I'd hear a Morrissey <laughs> come out of your mouth. Usually it's big.
2: but sorry. All right. Well, and that's the thing. I'm I'm I want to bring music that people haven't necessarily noticed before because it's out there, I fucking heard it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So and I do search around for a lot of different and new things. When you were talking about 47, I I, it it shot me back. And I remember thinking he looks like the dude from the Sonic Youth video. I bet he knows
1: cool music. Yeah, at that time I really did kind of have the whole Thurston Moore <laughs> air thing and wardrobe going.
2: So yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. But it's you know the, the the scenes dominated by the the pop radio yeah. airwaves. You know, if it's not you know now you don't even you don't even hear much rock anymore. It's it's pretty much country and. Well, your 80s hair metal stuff. Yes. Yeah, I logical. like
1: to call it pop music with an electric slide in the background. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the country doesn't even sound like country music. If yeah, you know it, right. it's pop radio yeah. with the country mm-hmm. slide guitar behind it. Yeah, yeah. Jackson. I
2: mean, it's uh, unfortunate to say this, but all those 80s hair metal guys just moved over into...
1: The country. Yeah. Know. Yeah. They mm-hmm. got a haircut and it got a real. Haircut. <laughs> George <laughs> Thurgood. Yes. I mean, if it wasn't for their southern accent, it could have been an alternative song. For yeah. like, I mean, like the chorus yeah. itself. Yeah. You know.
2: And then that kind of moved the rock into the hands of the folkies again. Where, you know, well, we got to compete with countries, so let's push this folk sound. And then that's the machine moves.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, damn you, Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were also talking about, because something else we talk about a lot on this podcast is movies. Okay. You are, at least to me, because you know more about it than I do, although I know a little bit about it, you know a lot about Italian horror, especially. Italian horrors. Italian horrors.
2: Italian <laughs> <horse>. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you gotta wear. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've enjoyed them since I was pretty young. I think the the first the first time I remember being grabbed by Italian horror films uh, was the box for Mario Bava's Bay of Blood. Okay. I wasn't old enough to get it. My parents saw that box and were like, fuck you, kid. <laughs> you know, there's a, you know, it's a guy's head underwater and a fucking machete in it. Yeah, you know? I, yeah. I don't think they'd, they'd like that. <laughs> so I had to wait until I was, you know, 14 or 15 to yeah. really be able to, to, to see any of these at video stores. And, uh, I just made it my my goal to, to see as many of them as I can, and find out as much as I can about these, because you yeah, know they're not very stylistic. They're not like American films. They're they're really different, and it reminds me a lot of when I lived in Europe. So I'm I, I don't know.
1: He's talking about commercializing uh, like music before and things like that. Like you don't. Like most video stores now are corporate owned. it's yeah. not like it was back. Yeah, yeah the when they had VCR, VCRs. You know, <laughs> yeah, before DVD, when it was like VHS. that weird that weird guy that just had a love of movies and didn't yeah, have yeah. like this rack with stuff you've never heard of before. Like now, you go to a video store now. You, there's it's just everything that's you, mass you market. You
2: for, you, yeah, you can't even ask for Kurosawa anymore. People are like, no, yeah. what yeah. you know? The Sushi. come on. Sushi place is down Yeah, yeah,
1: Sushi's <laughs> down the street. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> down the street. <laughs> some of them I rented from Netflix and then uh, did it. Uh, I'm not quite sure exactly what the copyright laws are, but since I am only keeping for personal use and not distributing, I think Perfectly. I'm, safe, I'm yeah. safe to say that, you know, I've kind of acquired some of them for the home library. Yeah,
2: so yeah. they're great films. Uh, to me, they showed what I think people really, when it breaks down to it, people aren't very nice and good, you know. People are <laughs> fucking mean and, and rotten, and will step on you if they can. And that's really what these, the nihilistic side of life, what these uh, movies really kind of showed. Yeah. People are truly shitty, and you know they sometimes they are. Yeah, (laughs) this ain't fucking Disney.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I started getting—I don't know how familiar you are with this. Are you familiar with the band Electric Wizard at all? Yes, yes. Because that seems to be a lot of where they've been pulling their inspiration from, especially the last couple albums. So Disney? Yes, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Well, didn't you didn't you hear (laughs) Electric Wizard's Aladdin? Now but they pull from from Battalion Horror a lot, and they've kind of seen, because there are a lot of fans now, that try and sync up songs to montages yeah. of movies from, because was also how I ended up becoming more and more familiar with it as the years have gone on. I've always known about Battalion Horror a little bit, but never to an extent. Yeah. But once I started listening to that band, I'm like, well, I need to check this out a little bit more.
2: So, but yeah, they're... But sounds like the old uh, videos for Skinny Puppy songs. Yes. You know, they used the Italian horror stuff. Not just, yeah. them, but uh, yeah, they used a lot of images from them. A lot of the Dario Argento that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's really... The first one I actually saw was Suspiria, which is probably right. the best. Yeah. One of the best. One of the best, should. They
1: should. Might not be one of the best, but it's one of the most famous overseas yeah. and around yeah. the good old... Midwest Ohio
2: (laughs) (laughs) the belly of the beast (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I I really enjoy the the Italian horror I I tried to find out as much as I could and then want to kind of open that up to a wider audience by, by exposing people to it Hatchet in the face and the chainsaw I was say Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly running down the street like, you need to watch this. <laughs> you know, oh, chainsaw you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you, Jason. You like any of them Italian whores? or? No, I mean they're fine. I never got into whores too much. I enjoy a good movie though. You know. Either way.
0: Yeah, I don't know much about them. Nope. You start talking
1: about South Park, the movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> I got every South
2: Park memorized. I'm good there. <sighs> well, and to tie it in with music, though, the music, uh, Ennio Morricone, uh, mm-hmm. uh, The Goblin, uh, Stelvio Cipriani, Bruno Nicolotti, uh, forget. Uh, yeah, Stel- Nicolardi.
1: That dude owes me money! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
2: But those guys who did these incredible soundtracks with you know modern instruments, mm-hmm. synthesizers, get, you know electric guitars, drum sets, rock drumming. they did some really, really inspiring stuff and uh, you know I use that in my uh, original works. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Queen
1: soundtrack and flash.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, yeah. That
2: one I know. It's a
1: miracle. Right. <laughs> so we've talked about so I guess moving forward from that, we've talked about a little bit about modern movies on this podcast ever so often. So, kind of what what's what's your opinion of? Well, for horror, the French. Okay. French horror uh, is.
2: Is really um, making its way. Uh, martyrs. You guys seen that? Oh no, man, Incredi- incredible, incredible. Uh, they call the the genre uh, torture porn, kind of. Okay. Oh, yeah? That it, there's a little bit of torture in this, uh, but it, it feeds the story, and that's the. Uh, French are no dummies to cinema Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so uh, they're going to use it to the that's best what, that's what they'll tell you anyway Yeah. <laughs> and you have to sit through three hours of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's quite a few uh, Xavier Jens he did uh, The Divide I don't know if you saw that no I'm actually not very familiar with it that's, okay. that's, why, that's why I yeah. talk to you because I love these kind of things uh, Frontiers, uh, French film. Uh, Xavier Jens directed it and then mm-hmm. moved to doing the American films, and that's The Divide. Okay. That's uh, Michael Bien. Uh, I forget who else is in it. Uh, Rosanna Arquette. Really? And, yeah. It's a have <laughs> actually a,
1: heard of that because it, um, the opening because of the Because you mentioned that name, I'm an old timey fashion kind of guy I actually read newspapers and things like that and <laughs> wears a Dixieland jazz straw hat and <laughs> a <our> mustache
0: they <laughs> have a
1: film festival in Cleveland every year which is which is one of the best and the actual like the Friday section of the newspaper you know what's going on the mm-hmm. weekend they always they have like their regular movie reviews but they also have like uh like the cinematique and the different underground movies, you know, they, they make sure they show like some kind of foreign film yeah. or review something besides, you know, Adam Sandler's <laughs> Part Six. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they 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 still do that. They still advertise all the mainstream stuff, but they actually have a couple pages devoted to, you know, non-Hollywood yeah. type movies and things like that. And that's, if I heard about it, I read about it, but I have not seen it before. You saying the Arquette name brought it all back like a flash, like a tidal wave running through my brain. Well, it's a,
2: a post apocalyptic story. The beginning of the film is these people are in a uh, building and they're all running down the steps because jets are flying. It looks like New York flying over New York, dropping nuclear weapons bombs. Huh. And everything's going up. And that's the beginning of the film.
1: We'll have to check that so. out. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty neat. We lost a guest.
2: He <laughs> barely had somewhere to be, so. <laughs>
1: Probably just went out to his car or something. Probably. He we'll did grab his keys. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. But I'm still going to point it out one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm just going to. Pump out podcast first. Yes. Get some of this up and leave, right in the middle of the conversation. Yeah, so I actually did not come prepared. At least as far as... I'm like, well, with Chris, I know we'll just sit there and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, okay, well then, stepping back from horror a little bit, what do you think about the other end of the movie industry anymore? Um, I haven't
2: seen much. Really? Uh, the last thing I saw, uh, Fury Road, of course. Okay, that's, I was going to say. That was that's excellent. That's actually
1: where I was trying to steer this towards a little yeah. bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, George Miller, thank God... You know can still make a great uh, science fiction film yes you know
1: and speaking of that just, I want to get back to Fury Road George has the oddest list of, of credits for directions for movies babe I know <laughs> yes <laughs> I yeah. love that film. No. It's kind of like it's <laughs> it's a very psychotic swing from one yes. to the other because he also did uh oh what's, what the oh, um somebody's oils uh 70s movie uh Lorenzo's oils he did very that? uh yeah Yeah go ahead get on your phone cuz I'm just going to sit here and flounder until and pull it up Flounder. I actually kind of was I was trying to rem- remember the list the other day because he'll have a long stretch where he'll do no movies and then but yeah it's you know, who we talked about George Mill George Miller. okay if you brought up Fury George, Road, Road it would George C. Scott was <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so wrong wrong since we're talking about some George's a friend just sent me this
1: oops phone's almost dead Age seventy from Chinchilla, Australia. Yep, that would be. But yeah, for uh, just the 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 swing of what he does for movies is yeah, George Romero. Romero.
2: <laughs> and then there's Sid Haig. It's a scare
1: fest down in uh, Kentucky. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. Mad Max, Fury Road, and Happy Feet. Yes, yes. Happy Feet. That was Dave's. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Lorenzo's Oil. The Witches of Eastwick. Okay. Twilight Zone, the movie, segment four. <laughs> Which segment was that? Was that? Was mm. that the, I think that was the Vietnam...
2: No, that was Landis, because... Oh, that's, movie right. Movie that's, right. Got that's right.
1: That's really? right. I don't remember. I'm going to have to check that no, out was it? might have been it's been so long since I've seen that movie I, I probably still have it on VHS somewhere but I have not it's not one of those things I bought on DVD and yeah. Blu-ray nice. alright so yeah. isn't that terrible I, I had this great
2: collection of VHS and, yeah. then, and then DVD and then fucking Blu-ray. Blu-ray it's like fuck I don't want to buy it again <laughs> <laughs>
1: there was a few I recently did buy because I had them on VHS and I realized I didn't have them on DVD. And I remote, To me, I bought, uh, and they actually Amazon delivered them this week Creep Zone 2, which was, was one of my favorites for some reason. I don't know. And then They Live, especially since the oh, yeah. passing of Piper recently. Yeah, yeah I've I, I watched it in memorial. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ever seen I'm messing around with my uh not an advertisement here but plex tv <laughs> <laughs> piper did uh hell go- hell comes, comes to frog, frog town. town yes they made a sequel of that too if i remember correctly. yeah okay nowhere near as popular as the first no one. no <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right go i did
2: it kind of back to fairy road a little bit okay yeah i just thought that was great uh I'm anxious for uh, The Wasteland. Tarantin- the Wasteland.
1: The Wasteland's the sequel.
2: Oh, really? Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, anxious for uh, Tarantino's film. Is uh, it The Heart Eight or Hateful Eight? I haven't heard about that yet. Yeah. Another uh, western. Ah. Um, Kurt Russell, Samuel L. Jackson. I forget who else. All right. Well, yeah. Everybody, Everybody that's made, usually yeah. in all those movies. Yeah.
1: Well, Kurt Russell was, has the, I don't has he ever been on a? yeah he was in uh, oh death, death yeah uh, yeah Stepman Mike yes yeah. that's right <laughs> forgot about that actually I like that movie. Death Race is that what it's called no that's or... that's Stallone yeah that's the, like Death Race 2000 yeah <laughs> um yeah what, uh, uh, yeah it's Death something. I've got Whatever. the because <laughs> it was I remember watching that movie I do like it but I do I'm like Tarantino really is in the feet. But watching that, in the... did you see it in the theater? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. See, that was an experience. I, after I saw it on DVD, I was kind of like, I wish I'd seen this in the theater, it, as it would.
2: And seeing the, the two together with Planet Terror, uh, Rodriguez, yeah. and then the stuff in between, like the, uh, the fake trailers. Mm-hmm. they you know, oh my gosh, those those are so hilarious, and. Uh, it was that grindhouse experience. Yeah. That you, you know, you won't find that anymore. The closest you can come is in the, the drive-in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. True. And they're, they're showing, you know, first-run pictures now. Not yeah good exploitation. Is that, is that an oxymoron? Good exploitation?
1: I don't think so. Don't, but still, you know. Brings us back to an earlier podcast subject. Is that like Revenge of the Nerds, where he gets the girl, (sighs) where he gets the girl in the Moon House and takes advantage of her, under under false pretenses? But that's good exploitation. (laughs) You know, that was for for a good cause. It wasn't. for... And she loved him. That's right. That's right.
2: Loves the nerds. That's how it works. (laughs) I, only
1: in the movies not in real life yeah, no, uh, no. real life you real get life, charged as Yeah, a yeah real life you go to jail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> prison's calling then it's okay for the rape you know <laughs>
1: you just go at it <laughs> so I guess still tend to back on this a little bit <laughs> Fury Road was one of the few films I had actually seen in a theater in a long time because yeah. I had kind of given up seeing films in theater unless it was really something special because after a while, yeah. I'm kind of like, this is not worth wasting my money to go see. It's okay as a rental. <laughs> to go watch it in a the theater, it's not It's not anything more spectacular than now. Fury Road changed that for me. Now, that doesn't mean I'm still going to go see every movie, yeah. unless George directs it. Now, I will say, when Star Wars comes out, I will go see that in the theater. I want to yes. see what Abrams yeah. has done. His so. rework of... Uh... Star Trek was pretty good. That's not fair. I still have not gotten around to oh, seeing nice. this. But I, everyone I know that was especially a huge Star Trek fan loved me. Okay. So. Uh, did you see uh, Prometheus? Yes. I, said. I liked it more than most people, at least. But I, I, I kind of knew it was going to be a little yeah. off and tying all the end of the alien story just a little bit. Yeah. So, I liked it. I didn't I hate did. it. And a lot of my friends were like, it sucks. Don't bother to see it. It. We can be honest with each other. It did suck. <laughs>
2: but there were some pretty cool sequences. That that whole, yeah. to me, that whole opening sequence yeah.
1: was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Makes more sense once you get further into the movie, yep, but it was yep. it was good. Uh yeah, ending was a little bit of a letdown. It wasn't as bad as the middle. <laughs> no, that's <is> true. Sorry. <laughs> no, that
2: is true. Uh, what else did I say? Interstellar. I went to see that. Rather than going to see Fury, the mm. Brad Pitt yeah. World War II vehicle, uh, I went to see Interstellar, which was okay. I'd have rather gotten it on video. Yeah. And it just was... Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I went there and it made me miss my kids. Oh, and, really? You know, yeah. yeah.
0: To Barbara. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: I don't want to see that. I guess I want space opera. I want lightsabers. Yeah. Lightsabers and nude women.
1: (laughs) If only Barbarella had lightsabers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, actually, since you brought up Fury, I was actually kind of impressed with that. I was kind of thinking... Brad Pitt might do just another offshoot of his character in, uh, in Glorious Bastards*, mm-hmm. but he really did kind of play a different role in that. I, I like it. for World War II movie. It was okay. It was yeah. Okay. I didn't mind it. It. I wasn't expecting a lot out of it, so yeah. I was I was all right with it. So. Uh, Chris has no opinion. I have. I really the, liked that movie. Uh, no it. opinion. Last movie, I went to a theater and seen it. Took my kids to *Toy Story 3* <laughs> in 3D. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, as being a guy that wears glasses, 3D movies are just a so, fucking hassle. Yeah. Like, alright, wear fucking glasses. I don't want to wear glasses on top of glasses. That's like the inception of glasses.
0: <laughs>
2: I got a great story about that movie. I went to the theater with my wife to see that. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it. You know, it's a movie about fucking sleeping when it boils down to it. Yeah. You're just asleep, or you're fucking not. I'm watching this movie... And there's a sequence where nobody's asleep, but I keep hearing snoring. And I'm watching, and I turn and look at my wife. It was her. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was really surreal and awesome. Because this movie wasn't great. <laughs> you know? but
0: that just sleeping, did. Mark. Yeah, movie about sleeping, inside sleeping, inside, yeah. I'm <laughs> sleeping, inside <laughs> sleeping.
1: I probably opened from the vortex and wormhole right there outside the theater. Yo, dog. I heard <laughs> you <laughs> like sleeping. So you put your sleeping inside like of your sleeping. sleeping. That way, you can
2: stay up indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> and all those hallucinations, well, it'll just be normal. Pimp my sleep.
1: <laughs> Did anybody write that down? Because we can make a movie. Well, it doesn't work, <laughs> <so>, but... <laughs> Well, actually, the... Uh... My, my greatest, at least, theater story is uh, I've heard The Sixth Sense for several people. Oh, yeah. So, I'm kind of that douchebag, though, anyhow. And I don't do it on purpose, but I'll be sitting there with my wife. And, yeah, when then Shaman's movie came out, I'm sitting there watching it. Wait, wait, spoilers. I ain't seen it yet. For but... a movie that's fucking over 15 years old now. Shut spoilers! The... <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Go for it. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute, you never really see Bruce Willis actually recover. He's fucking dead. They already said the kid sees dead people, supposedly. I turn to my wife and I go, Bruce Willis is dead. Said, what? <laughs> I'm like, you never see him recover. You know, everybody else they showed in the hospital and shit after, <laughs> you never see him recover. And he, I hear the guy from front go, Did you hear that? To his wife? that <laughs> <laughs> like, what?
0: Christmas is dead. So Some people get up and walk out. He's dead. Why am I watching this? He's dead.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah, I'm that. Age, so <laughs>
1: that's not the first time I've done that in the movie theater, but that was, was the most memorable, at least for me. So I tried because anymore, if I'm like, I'll sit there, oh, boy, it's like what? Like, no, nah, I'm not gonna tell you. Just, yeah. <laughs> You're just gonna get mad. So <laughs> you know, to
2: redeem my wife, she uh, she went with me to uh, up in Detroit go see uh, human centipede 2 while she wow. was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I love her that much. <laughs> and she loves me, obviously, you know. Yeah. Human Centipede 2 pregnant. You know, through the whole movie, people are getting their heads bashed in, you know, weird fucking just yeah. weirdness out of that film. Yeah. The only time the crowd went ew is when the baby was born. Isn't that funny? Your <laughs> wife? Before life came into the world. Your wife? No, no, no. no. I I would say, a in, in, in the people in the theater, the theater weren't there at the hospital. <laughs> 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 I thought like your wife kid at the movie or something. Alright,
1: sorry. sorry. All right, all right. In the film, you
2: got baby on here. How would that feel? That, per, that This lady has a baby in a car and it just kind of plops out, and you can tell it's fake. There's people getting their heads bashed in, and when a baby plops out, everybody in the theater went, Ew! <laughs> I thought, what the? I just stepped through the back door.
1: (laughs) Well, I guess as we're giving credit to uh, wives, I gotta give my wife credit. She went and saw
0: Punisher War Zone with me. (laughs) (laughs) She liked it, but she was at one point going, I am the only female in this movie theater. (laughs) I'm
1: like, yes, you probably are. None of the she sat down, and everybody, man, everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody else in the theater was sitting right around you. Right yeah, around yeah. Her. yeah, ten people in the theater, and they're all you right like, up. No, we no, were in the back.
2: It's a buddy so, system. It's buddy system. Don't worry.
1: Besides that, most, most comic book nerds are kind of afraid of my wife. They're kind of afraid of most women, anyhow. Not to offend anyone that's listening, but that that is kind of. A, I have noticed that because you know I'm. I'm a nerd. I don't bother to hide that. I'm into what I'm into. So So we'll go to comic book shops because I'm always down just checking out what every, you know, independent comic book shop is because all of them are different. So we'll go in there and my wife walks in and there's these guys that are like just kind of cowering or they're just completely fascinated. Like, (laughs) <laughs> yes. Does she really have breasts? <laughs> it's not a man again, is it? <laughs> we paid that guy good money for nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that kind of phenomenal. So, I just figured since you put that out there, although my wife never listens to this. One of these days I'm going to say like, you prick. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what's your favorite comic book ever? Ever? You know what, in a lot of ways, I probably... First inclination is to say Punisher. But there's been some really terrible runs of the Punisher.
0: Because
1: there was the Punisher run where they decided, oh, now he's an Italian mobster. He's related to the Italian mob through one person. So he grew a ponytail. Then there was demon hunter Frank Castle, which he got this weird spiritual gun and hunted demons for like six years. And then the worst was not long after Disney had acquired part of Marvel and they turned Frank Castle into Frankenstein. <laughs> and he had these weird sewer creature friends that helped put him back together. and I think they even got away from punishing criminals and crime. that was I quit reading it for a long time probably at least for two years after that. So the current run they're doing where he's kind of a uh, desert storm vet. Really awesome, really good. It's a lot more realistic. He wears body armor, like actual body armor yeah. now, and he paints the symbol on. Him, so, first inclination to go with that. But I have to say, probably longest running, and even the when I keep bringing it back, it still seems pretty good. It's actually GI Joe. Okay. I've always been kind of impressed with the writers. They've always brought on, <laughs> and now you know, that's one to grow on. Knowing stuff the battle. Yeah, uh, I I probably have to kind of go with GI Joe. There's a lot, but because I don't know, that's kind of what I'd have to kind of go with. The writing in it's always good. It's always they've never dumbed it down too much. Yeah, that's kind of the problem I discovered with also revisiting some of the older comic books I liked when I was younger. Is the writing in it's pure trash. Yeah, it's just terrible. Even some of the older like Spider Man's and stuff. I'm like, some of the writing is terrible. I mean, Spider Man has had its really good points, like especially like when you're Farron was heading it up. That yeah. was really good. But either Chris is really bored and he's checking his messages or he's checking facts. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Facts!
1: <laughs> Alright, since you asked me, how about you? you have one? Um, probably Conan.
2: Alright. Uh, actually, uh, Probably because of the, the Robert E. Howard yeah. influence. I mean, they weren't all Howard stories, but they used his... Style,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Conan just a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Not Arnie. <laughs>
1: no, that movie was okay. It was, it was okay for the first was, one. Second for one 80, was it eighty four? I think 80. yeah. Dan, what is best in life? <laughs> <laughs> he lamentation of the women. <laughs> Crush your enemies. At <laughs> the run before you. <laughs> that quote's a little bit off, but it's pretty close. <laughs> So, all right, since is a brought-up comics. That's not something we should talk about on this podcast too much. I don't read a lot anymore, but there are a few titles I still check out. And I, there's one I really recommend to everyone called Sex Criminals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the writers on it are awesome. And the premise is, when you first hear it, you're like, what the fuck? But there's people that have discovered that when there's... it's I think they figured out it's about one out of every 15. When they have an orgasm, time freezes. They can move about <laughs> so two people finally discover one another that they can do this well the one woman when she discovers they can do this she also works at a library that a corporation is buying the land and taking the building over and they're shutting the library down so her and her boyfriend come up with a scheme of to go have sex in the bathroom go to the bank that's two doors down steal the money they need from the bank (laughs) <laughs> but things kind of go horribly awry. So not to spoil anything yeah, else, but that's true, kind true. of the basic premise of where it starts from. So it's become so popular now that I actually have a hard time, unless I pre-order it, okay. getting it anywhere anymore. Wow. So. I got into, what, the
2: Preacher series? Oh, yeah. That was really awesome. think like, they're making a mini-series. Yeah, I heard they were going to do that. That'll be interesting to see how they do that. Of course, the Hellboy, the Mike you know, that stuff. Yeah. Just incredible. All
1: right, well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll quit boring people with comics for oh, a while. Right? <laughs> So we we'll move it on to movies. Last, last, movie. last, yeah. last, <laughs> last comic I had was, uh, was, was from the 70s, <laughs> yeah. and it was the size of this table. It was from, like, the Star Wars movie. Oh, was, yeah, that was the. Uh, yeah, they had a special name for those. Where it usually combines several things in one huge, like, magazine-sized thing. I don't remember what no, <laughs> it was. No, it was the size of the table, dude. Okay. Seriously, it wasn't. Well, Disney uh, is probably going to start doing that again once they got. Like, didn't they make huge things the size of a table? Let's market those again. Uh, yeah. I think I still have it at home somewhere. How much do you think that'd be worth on eBay? I don't know. Well, probably to
2: take it into pawns How much it's worth and then how much you get are two different things. True. So to it's worth three grand, and people be like, I'm not paying that <laughs> and for three bucks, unless I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Since we brought up Disney again, I have to, I have to mention, they are pimping the shit out of. Since they bought Star Wars rights, I can't turn around without them having making more, more merchandise. Yeah. Which I mean, it was always kind of big before, but it's. They made, I I don't know if you you guys noticed at all, but when they released the toys for The Force Awakes, they made a huge deal out of it on the internet. I didn't notice, but... Target, every every chain got at least a few things some other chain didn't get. Target was really touting that, so was Walmart and everything else. And what's worse is... Because usually I am kind of the nerd that buys the action figures. (laughs) But after a while, I'm like, i got to fucking stop this. What the hell am I going to do with all this shit? (laughs) So unless it's something really, really... Really cool, that really catches my eye. I don't bother anymore. I'll look at them and be like, yeah, that's kind of neat. And I'll move on. But I went and even just checked out the Kmart here in town. And the rack's fucking empty. Wow. There was hardly anything left. Walmart and Tiffin was the same way. People just went. And and I mean, this is... I'm not just talking about there was like a 12-inch gap. This was like a four-foot gap of Star Wars shit. (laughs) They got ready for... And it was just gone. only thing that was left is like they're making a huge like 12... Twitch action. Well, you're lucky. And... probably still stuff from Empire on the shelf. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> the
2: original boxes.
1: And sh- yeah. We, we found this. shouldn't bump or... too much. <laughs> the store's going downhill pretty fast anymore. I just... that, That's was the point of. I know. I know. But I'm going to feel really bad if, like, next week they're closed because that's the only store we really have left in town anymore. Besides all the yeah, uh, K- stores. <laughs> I know, what happened to Faustoria here? This jobs are going away. There's more and more. <coughs> but that, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. I mean, yeah, they, uh, that one, uh, the old Atlas Crankshaft building, They've yeah. so many news going in there, and now that's been the biggest news in town oh, for yeah. a good, long good. time. So. Jorbs. We really brought it down. Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> 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 ah, 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 ah. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I just at least wanted to bring that up because I, yeah, I noticed people, well, people were on Instagram the, like, "Look what I got today," and I'm like, "Well, really I'm feeding this. Back in comics and stuff like that, what do you think about the passing of the author? Oh yeah, that's of right. Marmaduke. Bring this up. No. Marmaduke, <laughs> the guy. that that cartoon, he, he passed away. I think you said it best when we were talking about this once before and I wrote a song and I started, Marmaduke, what the fuck? And you said, dog version of Family Circus. <laughs> and then turned it into a, a song. song. Yes. Alright, here is our ode to the passing of the dude okay, whose I'll... name we don't remember the did Marmaduke. <laughs> Bill anderson see because you said and i actually kind of predicted this i think he's supposed to be the brother of the guy that does family service right bill keene i believe is no brad anderson i was wrong okay i wrote it down brad anderson (laughs) i'm I'm just happy you took notes pause here yeah sure that's where the song goes oh yeah we can do that i'll stop that okay now we're we're back If you ever want to, I'll stop it here and you can engineer it. Now. Oh, no. It'll no. it'll fit. Go buy the CD. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Speaking of, do people still buy CDs besides us? Uh, not much.
1: I don't. Mm-mm. Depends on what it is. Yeah. I did recently buy, I realized, and this is one of, I have, I feel like I should be ashamed for admitting this, but I still like the exploited there are some people that are like you dumb ignorant fuck and it it is it is kind of a dumb down but there are some stuff about the exploited I really like I mean the song Sex and Violence is very dumb but very catchy you know it's three minutes of Sex and Violence with a really cool drum beat and a little bit of guitar solo in it but I realized I did not have horror epics on CD at some point I probably actually I, I had it on cassette years ago and horror epics I always liked the, it had a really dark sound to it. so yeah. that is a weird thing I noticed as I get older I've and especially since being in different various bands I like studying people's sounds and figuring out how they did that either through production or through their gear so once again I'm a nerd so I think <laughs> shit kind of comes up whether it's music or comics or music
2: so uh, you guys you guys don't uh, buy CDs anymore
1: I don't do you, buy them anymore do you buy any music yeah iTunes yeah, oh, okay, okay. yeah. I remember I
0: pay ten a month, unlimited downloads. I probably got like five thousand songs on there, you yeah. know. And then I just Bluetooth my car, so I don't need the CD. Yeah. I just download them.
1: But up till I started doing that, I was still buying CDs for the car and shit like that. Yeah. You know, just so I could
0: drive and jam. Wow. Well,
2: I, I play mine. I still buy CDs every once in a while if I really. I need that physical media. Same here. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's. I, I
1: lied. I bought a CD. I bought a copy of the Sacred Cows CD Skullduggery. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, no, i not done any stuff in our <laughs> that. But since you brought that up, I do kind of notice that is a lot of CDs I buy anymore. It's just other independent artists. Yeah. Like, Although that's yeah. a lot of Donalds too, but so how do you how do we
2: uh, how do we foresee music uh, like for us? How do how do guys like us make, make our mark? Make our
1: mark? I don't you know? know.
2: I thought I actually have thought about that. <coughs> I mean what's uh, what's our our motivations have always been the same,
1: right? We we love music. <coughs> yeah. You no, know, playing, we love... No, I'm like Kid Rock. I got into <laughs> punk rock for the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- actually, yeah, I guess I should explain that a little bit. I watched... I don't know. It's was probably some dumbass award show. And uh, he was being interviewed by somebody, and they said something about, well, you know, do you, as bands, you know, do you usually get into this for a lot of the music? He's like, fuck no, anybody... Every guy gets into the mu- music for the chicks. They get into a band for playing chicks, and I'm like, "Well, I did something wrong because I started playing punk bands." And especially in this area, there were yeah, there's there were no chicks into the punk rock <laughs> at all. If they were at the show, it's because usually, and I'm not trying to be an asshole about this, but usually their boyfriend right.
2: played in a band, yeah, oh, yeah. or somebody's mom taking him to the punk show. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's where I step in. Yeah, <laughs> straight <laughs> <laughs> towards the mill faction. <laughs> well, going back to your original question, besides us being smart asses about everything. Um, I have kind of thought about that, and I guess at least that may be the only thing that might be to our advantage, since everything's on a digital medium, and a lot of us are putting it out somewhere, whether it be on YouTube or some then at least maybe years down the road someone will discover it and be like hey I hadn't heard this before that's about the only advantage we I think we really have as far as now once again we may be forgotten like 8 tracks once 30 years has passed or whatever but I don't know that's kind of what I thought by then we'll be able to pipe it subliminally straight into our brains we won't need like physical storage this is true and I've been noticing that there's a lot of,
2: uh, how will I say, it's going straight image to where they don't even have to
1: be good singers. They yeah. don't have to. I was complaining about that last night with uh, Saturday Night Live was replaying their, uh, it was uh, James Franco and Nicki Minaj. Okay. And that was, I've never, you know, I don't really watch, but I was sitting there watching Nicki Minaj, and I'm like, there's nothing to this. Yes, she, she, that's something I always thought, like 30, 40 years ago, like all the classic rock you hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. And they they all played their own instruments. And an ugly dude, there's lots of ugly dudes oh, yeah. that got famous. Mick for being I, I, good. I was like Mick Jagger's kind of that. For he was being, you know. He was not ugly really dude. Now, now you have to be, since everything's program and you have a backing track behind you, and a band really doesn't play live unless you're at a, a hundred-seat venue. We're yeah. supporting your local music scene. Yeah, everything's polished, so you know it's it's not musical ability anymore. It's the image. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Actually, going off of that a little bit, we, wife and I were flipping through, and we had something else where one of those. Quote, like the pop country or the county line, I think their name is. In Florida, Georgia
2: line, something like that. Something
1: like that, yeah. I, these guys are very much all image. And actually, they it's that song that's in the wrestling game, it, oh, is it? I think this is a different one because I didn't recognize the song. But I do know the one you're talking about now. This was a different song. But yeah, I mean, really, except for these guys had, I'm like, you could tell they had stylists work on their yeah. hair. Yeah. Before they came out and performed and the guy had the revisited eighties slash jeans and just I'm like there was a time when no one gave a shit what Hank may- Williams Jr. would fucking smack you.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> st- st- Stop on a hold in your ass. So,
2: <clears throat> I fell off a fucking cliff or some shit like that. <laughs> he fucked up my face and you fucking stylist for your
1: hair. <laughs> I what? Play my guitar. <laughs> but that was the thing; they weren't playing guitar. They were just kind of dancing around, holding the microphone at the exact angle where the camera could still get their face, and the microphone wasn't in the way. And they I actually, just wanted to the punch them had in the a face. A real microphone and not a headset. Yeah, yeah. for and mobility. Well, we, yeah, we had, still had wireless mic. So uh-huh. give them time, and they start getting their dance moves down. You know, once they hire that choreographer, then they'll have to go to that sense So but that's that's the upper echelon. Yes, entertaining us yes,
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking. Chairman of the board's dead. I mean, <laughs> he couldn't sing. <laughs>
1: but well, you watch your mouth. I'm part Italian. I'm part <laughs> Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, like I said, I, that's actually something I would think. I brought that up. Cause yeah, i have been bitching about that a lot recently. Just there used to be a time where yeah, the, the looks did not matter as much. And yeah, that was the thing with Mickey, Nicki Minaj that she had. Some woman on stage, and I don't know who it was, I was kind of curious actually who it was, who was playing piano and singing most of the actual vocals. And then she'd come in and do this really ham-fisted rap that had, I don't, I don't have anything against rap, but I still think you should have a style or a flow to it.
0: Yeah. And it was just
1: it was just so rammed in there, it just, it, it hurt. It, I just, I really wanted to hurt some. And that brings me back to... The formula? You're talking about rap, and you're talking about the other Chris's ability to take cover songs Mm -hmm. and and change the style and turn them into something else. I still think mixing like NWA and old timey barbershop quartet, like, kind of have like the barbershop guys and like the four octaves rapping. Fuck the police Police,
2: police <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually like be, a chorus that, of fucks That'd, that'd be, be awesome
1: <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maybe not shop, maybe like the doo-wop style Because you, you can have your uh, fingers to the beat Snap into the beat Easily I approach the microphone Because I ain't no joke Tell your mama to get off of my dick I got no time to give it a. Okay, I just messed up.
2: Fuck
0: <laughs> the police now! See, you can do that.
1: Hey, I'm always open to trying new things as far as music goes, so. If you want to give it a go, I'll be like, hey, I'll, I'll be right there with you. Go down in flames. That'll go over really well in this area. I wanted to do a happy death metal <laughs> once you know what it
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> I like flowers, <laughs>
0: springtime, <laughs> babies. <laughs> <laughs> Have
1: you ever seen on YouTube the Disney versions of Cannibal Corpse and Slayer? Yes, yes those are awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, nothing brings as much joy to me as watching the Disney Cannibal Corpse version of Hammer Smash Face. Yes. This is just awesome. Yes, if, uh, if those are listening, if you have not seen these yet, you are missing out because Disney version, Campbell corpse, hammer smash face, just pure awesomeness. And there's some uh, band that plays the summer festivals. I found out called Cannabis. Corpse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're around for a while. I did not know. I was like, yeah. "What a joke! You guys suck! You're stealing the popularity of legalization." I don't know, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I gotta call you on this one, you're wrong, they've been around for almost as long as, it's like four years after Cannibal Corpse started, I think, they're like, some stoner they're not. dude, 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 you know what we need to do? Do a dude. band like Cannibal Corpse. Cannabis
2: Corpse. Because we smoke. And since we're all so high, we'll play real slow.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's too fast. <laughs> yeah, but. You ever seen cannibal corpse on weed?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're still real fast. Yeah. <laughs> cannibal corpse, that dates us, whoops. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, know. I was just reading something about it because they're throwing a there's gonna be like a death metal fest in Maryland. Illinois, actually. Oh I did see the flyer for that, yeah. And it's, I'm like, well, half have, of these bands.
2: But one of the names on the list. Have you guys listened to any newer... I've ever tried in a I, while, I, I skim I, through some stuff, and it's pretty awful. It, it is.
1: <laughs> I, I I kind of tell my wife, because we'll listen to the College Station in Finley a lot. And, yeah, on Saturday nights, they have their metal okay. thing. And, uh, yeah, I know I know at this point, yes, I am indeed old. Because I listen to this, and I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. And that was the thing. I, I'm like, you know, I was... I listen to a lot of bands... Uh, you're just going <laughs> to burst. <me. I'm laughs> I listened to a lot of bands who screamed, but it wasn't the same. It was more like they were yelling because they were angry and frustrated about something. And these guys, it just seemed like they are just
0: screaming
1: just because it's a thing to do. There's no emotion because it. Yeah, because that's metal. And the sad part is, the best band, the best music to come out of that scene in the longest time... Was a parody it's that Death Clock cartoon. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, the whole, all them songs are good. I don't care who you are. It's like <laughs> actual heavy drums and. Oh, I think it was the birthday song now. Okay. I got you raw thing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're that's you're brutal. right. That that's that's kind of brutal. <laughs> I mean, I was
2: thinking, you know, why not just go ahead and start a, a metal act for children. Doing children's songs. You would sell more music (laughs) than Metallica, probably. Dun-dun, dun-dun, Jack B. Nimble, bum-bum, bum-bum, Jack B. (laughs) I think kids love it. Uh, (laughs) Indeed. Daycare workers might hate us, (laughs) but... but yeah there's there's
1: sorry sorry you're gonna get thrown back into the pen (laughs) 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 and the alligators look hungry (laughs) (laughs) hey hey Timmy what I told you no spin kicks we don't put up with that shit here
2: elbows here's here's something from left field do you remember in I think it was the it was either late 80s or early 90s when the uh, daycare in California I think it was in California Florida, maybe I don't remember, but there was uh, a lot of talk about it was uh, satanic. And they they would take the kids through these tunnels and then take them in, and I did satanic like rituals and stuff like that, weird stuff like that. Hmm. I've been doing a little research on yeah, that. Yeah, just a, just a little, just and there's some people that have come out and said, you know, what they, they found that it was all quote unquote a hoax uh-huh. that there never any tunnels or anything yeah. uh, I found some people saying that yes there were tunnels they have been covered over and in these subsequent investigations there's a book that was written by uh, senator uh, okay so this is unfamiliar. familiar but it's called the Franklin cover up mm-hmm. and it's about this uh, it was like a, a credit union in Franklin, Nebraska and this guy that ran this thing, Larry King I think was his name not the TV guy.
0: Go ahead! (laughs) Go ahead!
2: So this this guy named Larry King was taking kids and basically prostituting them out and was flying to Washington and he was and this Larry King guy was head of like the Republican Conservative Party in, in Nebraska and then he's flying these children out to Washington, D.C., doing midnight tours of the White House. And then big, influential people, actors, senators, business people, were all coming and, and screwing kids and doing satanic rituals with them. The, one of the diaries of the, uh, the kids... Described how they went to at the time they didn't know, but it was Bohemian Grove, mm-hmm. and went there and saw them murder uh, a child that they they were forced to have sex with, and then they were forced to have sex with a bunch of other guys, and they blasted this kid's head, and then people just kept having sex with them, and these were all famous and rich and. The reason I bring this up is because because that kind of stuff is very, you know, you you have to think, is this fucking true or not? Yeah. Well, the author of the book had to go to court because he was sued. And so they went to the court and they had to drop the case because the court found out it's fucking true. And working at the library thought, I got to get this book. Uh I got to read this book. It's not available to me. (laughs) <laughs> but just trying to find you know things like that can you imagine just that whole system that's so screwed up and this is all identified with like the Illuminati and the conspiracy theories yeah. but when you break it down and you have to take this book to court to prove that it's fucking true And it ends up being true? Yeah. (laughs) And why isn't that, you know... Why isn't that in our news? Why isn't that... Well,
1: it's interesting you bring that up. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, another downer. Yeah. (laughs) It actually ties in with also something that uh, I posted... Was it two days ago? It kind of ties in. You'll see it in a second. There was a skit on Saturday Night Live that got aired once. And that was it. And it exposed what corporations... On what TV companies? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and they did it in the style of Schoolhouse Rock. Okay, so it got played once and then got completely off the air. So, well, that's uh, Dave Chappelle.
2: Yeah, his whole against the uh, the system, the power. And uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, the interviews with him mm-hmm. where he's talking about this this line of power, the you know this this power structure. Uh, that drives people mad. Yeah. drives people crazy. I mean, look at look at the systems. I mean, we love rock music. we love love comic books and, and movies and, and a lot of that shit is just it, when it boils down to it, it,'s a lot of weirdness. Yeah, the same <laughs> you know? people
1: that push out those are pushing out American Idol. Yeah, you know because it all comes back to the same companies the same, yeah, thing. and
2: everybody owns everything. And so then everything just becomes homogenized, yeah. and that's why, you know, just tying it in with, uh, as underground artists, you know, as, as we try and, and form our way into there, uh, I've always wanted to bring down that that whole system of image, yeah. you know, that pull the veil down look over there, that's the Wizard of Oz, not that big yelling thing. (laughs) It's a guy behind a curtain. And I think that why I brought up that that Uh book is bringing down that that veil of uh, differences. You know, we're sitting here talking about all these great things that we enjoy and that we love. And I just met you you two (laughs) <laughs> you know Dan and I've been friends for a while but you know this is what it's about this is this is movements this is this is how we,
1: you know, we start things yeah. we, <laughs> well that was one <clears throat> I had several reasons I started a podcast and I've kind of talked about this some in the past but one of the podcasts I listen to a lot is Kevin Smith okay. some of his Largely a lot of entertainment he doesn't get too political but he did say something one day that kind of struck true with me. He's always encouraging people. He goes, Go start a podcast. And he goes, And I'm serious, do this now while well, you still can do it for free. Yeah, just basically meaning that the government's not getting involved, no one's telling you, Well, if you have a podcast, this is your criteria you have to have. So, yeah, that was kind of one of the factors where it was. I was kind of like, Yeah, it makes sense. So, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of like having an open, open format because. Who knows Later. what we're going to talk about. Right. I mean, you know, i got to keep kind of a few core things we usually talk about. Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling <laughs> 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 this is a bobblehead?
2: No. 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 That's just regular. That's,
1: that's our totem spirit animal, Macho Man. <laughs> Actually, I do kind of, kind of address that a
0: little bit because we've
1: had a few people <laughs> ask, ask me, why is Macho Man here? And I kind of, I, you know, as a kid in the 80s, I was always a little bit fascinated with Macho Man anyhow. But as I got older, I'm like, I kind of realized the ridiculousness of, of Randy Savage. Because he called himself Macho Man from the start. And he wore the biggest sequin cape anyone had ever seen at the time. Macho. <laughs> but yet he still had this very macho persona despite sequins and being bedazzling. So I just I just got around with that. And he's balding, so he wore a bandana. Wore a bandana. Yeah. <laughs> And he just—I don't know. Just uh, there was always just, <laughs> just uh, being like, hey, "Oh yeah!" Brother, anybody that can pull brother. off the bandana and glitter robe, and you know, he has got to have a little bit extra on another level. So exactly. Well, halftime time, Halftime pink tights with stars See, on. Yep. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, he was just such a larger-than-life character. So I just—I don't know. Who and then was? when he got in the accident, they killed him, and then. My favorite thing to happen was, uh, what's four days after he got in that accident, the supposed Mayan apocalypse was supposed to happen, and then the internet just kind of went and ran with the fact that Macho Man dropped the flying elbow on Jesus to prevent (laughs) the apocalypse. I still have that picture saved on my phone. I have it still on two of my computers. It's just... Because whoever did that photo or that picture did it with such loving care. just likes <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> it looks like Michelangelo himself painted it.
2: <laughs> the apocalypse, that's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess uh, I'm trying to think of. That was kind of a threw me for a loop. But I have thought about that before. but yeah, we've always, Chris and I have secretly talked about the Illuminati is just going to make us disappear one day. But I think that's
2: part of our job being underground musicians, artists, and whatnot is to
1: keep Speaking the of, of the underground, <laughs> today, today we all celebrate the first day of football. Go local team. What's your favorite football team there, Dan? My favorite is Go local sports team. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we are missing out on all the 1 o'clock Sunday games right now because we're here. Yeah, I know. And I'm going to talk about them like they're my team. My team is going to, or we, that's my favorite, is when we preface it with we. We, we, we are going to take the Super Bowl this late. like Like I was ever on the fucking team to start with. <laughs> that's always kind of annoyed me. But I always funny. had this one thing I didn't understand. Like, why would you like brand yourself with another person's name? Like, like wear, like wear the jersey. Yeah. I, I I own I own one jersey, and it's kind of like as a joke. Of some oh guy yeah, that, I remember this one. Yeah. Some guy from the Browns that kind of ruined their team. Yeah. 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I remember. Well, you the one that, a that was married uh, the chick from? What's that? What's that? That girl TLC.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh.
1: An Andre Risen. Yeah. And he was like, just that name was like Adeptive. an encapsulation of all the fail around the Cleveland area. <laughs> and so that's the one jersey I own. Well, I do the believe name wearing the that jersey is also kind of what they call a troll. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is the point. <laughs> so, but there is something to that. Because even I have a, uh, well, it's not a jersey, but it's a... Uh, I do follow hockey song. And I have a blue jacket. Oh, it's okay from hockey. <laughs> okay, hockey. Thanks. <laughs> but at any rate, even I did not put somebody else's name on the back of it. I put Destroyer 92 <laughs> on it. So that was... I was like, I'm not putting somebody else's name on this. Fuck this. I'm paying That's for it. It's actually one of the original... Like, uh, when there was just four teams in were in Canada, Destroyer was a goalie. I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw you desperately reaching for that joke, and it just was—you're just kind of grabbing air after a couple seconds. It was, it was a good effort, though.
2: <laughs> I only put names on my underwear.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. Names, names,
2: yeah, names, and inside, outside. <laughs>
1: Okay. I named, I named the stains in my underwear yeah. front and back yeah, I, tried to yeah. jump, I tried to jump in before it got to that but I didn't, <laughs> it didn't make the save. so rolling back a little bit to where you're talking about as underground artists you think we need to address that a little bit that is kind of one thing in the Sacred Cows I do kind of focus a little on the humor but I do try and point out things without beating people over the head about it being yeah. too bad so I try to find a happy medium without you do it with humor too. Yeah. I yeah. like that. So uh, not beating people over the head with things. Yeah. There's like five words to one song. Family circus is not funny. Well, yeah, five words. That's still not really beating somebody over the head with it. Well, when you scream it really loud. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do the drum mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah point. So, I mean, you know, about the worst I get about shoving something in people's faces is probably the song technology. But it is just more of a statement of just kind of pointing out to people that they're constantly hunched over, looking at their phones, walking around, and not kind of paying attention to everything else that's around them. And we've, as a society, kind of just accepted it as. Shock me. Well, there is one person guilty of
0: it. Ah, Jason!
1: Okay, <laughs> <said. laughs> what? <laughs> but but it is, the older we've gotten, I guess, since I'm an old fart, and I, you know, I still don't. I'm always, well, I'm always so, so far into technology that it is. I mean, when breaking hard day, eh? uh, I'm going to use the old man voice for this. But we used to go to, and still there's something wrong with it. We all kind of went to the malls at some point. At least to go interact with other people around our age, whether it was a good or bad interaction. Still an interaction. Still learn something from it. But I live in Finley, you know. <laughs> well, that <laughs> is true. And that's the thing I've kind of pointed out to people. is We that, have nothing but the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up in Finley, you kind of just, it was, we didn't have so many divided factions as far as I'm a skateboarder, you ride BMX, we need to fight. There was never that huge interaction, so the first time I was kind of faced with that, because even growing up as kind of the punk, skate punk kid in Findlay, the dudes that were metalheads still didn't feel the need to fuck with us, because for those that don't know, and because I guess we've never really talked about this, we are in Ohio. Actually, I do need to point that out. Uh, JP, the one this bro, bro, you have a podcast? I guess he did not realize, because we've never actually said we are in Ohio. We've kind of mentioned some places that are near us, but he's like, I don't really know where Dan's from, now that I think about it. You know? <laughs> so we are in Ohio. But where the area we're at in Ohio is kind of the furthest from everything, as far as any sort of real culture Ohio has. <clears throat> Columbus is far away. Cleveland is, is a trip. Toledo is the closest thing. and Toledo is probably the worst thing to pull from. Uh, I, I I don't want to. You know, they're too made by people that are friends that live in Toledo that are friends, but it's a kind of a bad pull as far as a cultural pull. I mean, they had some really cool punk bands that came out of there. Hell, the Necros came out of Miami,
2: uh, but, but they still don't have quite the scene. No, I mean, there's 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 been a fledgling scene for as long as I can remember, and they borrowed a lot of it
1: from Detroit. Yeah, really, or Ann Arbor. Yeah, so. Yeah. It was kind of weird for me, because, yeah, growing up, we were all kind of least united and at least part of, even if we're not the same, I'm not going to fuck with you a whole lot. Because Finley was so conservative and Republican, and there was a lot of old oil money in the area that where, if you were kind of a different kid, you just kind of banded together, or you at least tolerated one another to some extent. Because, yeah, I remember getting exposed to the first time going to Toledo, walking around as a skater, and then there's a whole group of metalheads who want to kick me in my friend's ass... Just, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I listen to Metallica, Jesus. What? So you know, it was
2: my mom made me cut my hair like this. <laughs> she said long hair wasn't cool. I was, prob- I was probably in
0: that metalhead group too. <laughs>
1: but yeah, it was just kind of a cultural shock, and I don't know. That's and Brett and that's... Gil and I talked about that before. Just we kind of made just a really weird tight group of weirdos no matter what you're in. And we would all go to well for a long time it was the Anchor Center would have shows yeah. until that disappeared. They yeah. did did
2: tried as much as they could to disparage any sort of freedom. Yeah. For, it, uh, it really for did. music, for art, for it's it's And
1: I even gotta give people like uh James Powell credit. He really tried to get something going yeah. in the early nineties. As far as Philly concerned, when nobody else could, because even I had kind of thought about it at some point, but I'm like, there's no place that's really willing to let us have shows, right? You know, because as soon as you went to, you know, somebody be like, hey, can we have shows here? Whether it was a VFW hall or something, which was kind of the traditional places where all the older hardcore and punk shows around Philly, they're like, well, what kind of show are you planning on having? Like, a rock and roll show? Like, well, what age group are we talking about? Then? And yeah, they just they didn't want they didn't want the liability they didn't want the hassle, so yeah. And that was at least one thing I'll give James Powell credit for is he at least forged his own way to start having shows at Finlay And once, because I think even once he started, the anchor shows had tapered off for a while there. I think the people that ran it didn't really want that element there anymore. Although I have a lot of really good <laughs>
0: memories and yeah, stories yeah, from yeah, the yeah, anchor, yeah, but we'll get
1: into those <laughs> some other time. But then, again, at some point, again, in the mid-90s, because I kind of dropped out of view for a while, they'd start having a few shows again there, because I know there were bands like uh, 95 South and a few other local yeah. punk bands that started playing shows there again. I was, I did,
2: I actually, with the, the noise band I had, did two shows in Finley mm-hmm. One was at the, uh, I forget what they even called it, but... The it was, Aries? The, yeah. Yeah and,
0: uh, and which band was that the,
2: the, I had to have seen that show then. Dementia 13 it okay of, it was one of the best because there was I maybe a hundred people there mm-hmm. and then as soon as I started they all left <laughs> and there's like eight or nine people just standing there and that was it and cause it was it was it was not the I, right. I called it art noise terrorism <laughs> <laughs> alright alright that's right to... Doug was in it and he he ate a bunch of fucking mushrooms and then flipped out and then ran on somebody's porch and grabbed their pumpkin and it was this huge fucking pumpkin and he smashed it on his head but he had to do it a couple of times and it like made him even loopier okay I don't think I I must have had work that night because I don't remember that (laughs) and (laughs) Doug played this baritone but he played slide it was great but he's trying to wear that pumpkin and he ate mushrooms so you know he's not doing
1: so well (laughs) and he's like because that pumpkin head was just too much. Okay, I'm trying Because I'm trying to remember. Because <laughs> well, bullet, here was the thing. There were several of those shows I was... My mind was slightly older for. Was that... Was this the same show then? Did you have someone on stage reading a newspaper smoking cigarettes? No. Okay, then that had to be... Because there was... The guys from Satan Tortilla that did yeah. something very similar. And I remember... I don't remember the name they went by, but I remember it took up the whole width of the flyer <laughs> for the band name. So... Yeah, I must have had to work that night then because I would have
2: remembered that show as far as... And then the next show I did was two weeks later and my band didn't want to do it anymore. Uh-huh. And Doug had to work or something. I don't remember. Doug just couldn't do it. Uh-huh. And the only guy that showed up was the conga player. I was like, awesome, dude. <laughs> it's like, it's a conga player. Out of all, you know, I had these guitar players and a keyboardist. Motherfuckers didn't show up The conga player showed up (laughs) It was great I just I grabbed people From another band And just says Here do this And just take my direction And that's the way it went
1: (laughs) That was kind of The great thing About the Aries Is that A sporadic band Could just start Playing Mm -hmm. Because I remember One show I was at You know Everyone there Was pretty familiar With me in some Form or another and they had a band that canceled, and I think Disney Invasion played that night because I remember it was part of Disney Invasion and one of the other bands. I don't remember which. We were like, well, we need to fill some time. We're like, well, we need we need a singer. We need someone with vocals. They're like, uh, well, are like, well, what do we all know? Well we know? We all know minor, some minor threat and like so Who knows? That? They're like damn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know Minor Threat don't you I'm like, yeah get up here alright so I did I sung I did some weird combo version of Minor Threat's version of Stepping Stone and then the uh, Sex Pistols where I kind of and yeah we, we did that we went that one out and I think about two other songs but the, the thing and it was that, was that was a great moment of my life and that was also when I really <laughs> discovered how much I love just being on stage yeah. performing yeah. And also Andy Avina was trying to tie my shoes together <laughs> the entire time I was on stage, but fortunately I was moving around enough. He never actually got well, Andy, to do I it. Have
0: him a few times, actually. Andy's a pretty notorious yeah. person, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. He's,
1: he's he's a good dude. I kinda know though notice with a lot of people kinda notice what how should I put this, what state of mind he was in when he met him also reflects how you think of him. But so, is there any,
2: uh, how do I say, underground music that you listen to now, uh,
1: beyond, like locals, uh, or just in general? In general, in general. Um, I'm sure there is, because I'm always finding stuff on the internet. That is the one thing I gotta say that's great about the internet. Yeah. It's great as long as you are kind of out there looking. You can always kind of find something you're kind of gonna kind of dig. So I I picked up on the bands
2: Hella. It's a drummer and a guitarist, huh. and since I had the the one band, yeah. Dystopia Sunrise, it was drums and guitar. Uh, I really got into them, but they they did no singing. It's just a, uh, hmm? drum and us? guitar. And uh, the other band Holly. is uh, uh, Don Caballero. Okay, yeah, and yeah, they've been
1: around for a while. Yeah, the '90s. I've seen them. Yeah, they open a, up for some. <laughs> I forget it was like. You know, I think they opened up for Clutch or something. Okay. That, like I can imagine that, ago. yeah.
2: They were, I just, I've just been finding them now. I think, you know, why Why didn't I ever hear of this stuff?
1: Yeah. This is great stuff. And of the, course, music, you know, the music I hear, the stuff I get to is still stuff that's on, uh, like, playlists for the actual clubs. Okay. Like uh, Bowling Green has their Wednesday night Goth night, the I Nation. You know, up in Detroit they have like the City Club that does, okay. like opens up, a, a, like a warehouse on Saturday nights, and all the freaks go there. You know. I I have a story. This just
2: reminds me, and this is really funny. This is how goofy. I'll be back. Yep. This is how goofy Kevin Patterson. Yeah, know? yeah. Him and I met at a skinny puppy show one night because we were the only two fucking people in that whole place that was wearing white t-shirts. <laughs> this is in Detroit, you know, we're in yeah. some little club, and and I'm thinking as, as we're driving up there and I see this whole line of people, you know, they're all the, this goth look, and I'm thinking, shit, I wore a white t-shirt, I'm dumb as spot. <laughs> wearing my shorts and a white t-shirt and I'd get up there and we'd get into this place and I saw some dude and I'm like look hey I don't feel so bad some other guy in this whole fucking place it's Kevin Patterson holy shit <laughs> two Finley guys <laughs> white t-shirt skinny puppy <laughs> but just that as we were saying this that image you know why couldn't I have learned of Don Caballero in the 90's when they were really going it's like what the fuck why isn't why isn't uh our distribution systems better yeah you know one of the things that soured me to metallica he brought up metallica Mm -hmm. is during the whole napster thing i was kind of pissy because those guys met together in tape traders as tape traders what's wrong with napster you know people are trading their music Getting music out there, you know, you're going to be an asshole,
0: and
1: <laughs> yeah, know, that, that whole thing, be, yeah, yeah, that really kind of, I, don't know, I think, it, in the long run, it bit him in the ass, and just, I don't know. I, I on one hand, I kind of saw their point about mm-hmm. they're a bigger band, that's how they make their money, yes, hey, now. on the other hand, yes, that was also how they came to be, yeah. And get known was through tape trading, which was yeah. just basically the earlier version of... Napster. Of music <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... And you call that sneaker... Sneaker trading instead of uh, online trading. You use a sneaker method to transfer your yeah. data around. Old school. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's
2: a, a guy I knew who was... I didn't know him personally. I just met him because he was on a work detail. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he he would sell drugs. That way, he'd use his bicycle. So he'd never get pulled over. And he would always use a payphone. Right. And that's how he did it. But then why did I see him in a work detail? Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, that was after they got rid of the paper phones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was too. <laughs> yeah, I'm still sitting there trying to think. I guess, I don't know, as far as newer underground bands, I've heard of one band called Order of the Owl. I've been choking a okay. lot recently. Um, a lot of it, usually, is just kind of local bands. Uh, uh, the Old Breed one of them, uh, Toledo Band, they're doing kind of the. Uh, boy-punk things. Okay. And um, yeah, they're advertising the show at the end of the month. Yeah. It's on Saturday. It's that same place that if we'd have got our stuff together... We could have got a show. Yeah, we'd probably be on the same bill with them. Yeah, I know. And they, I know. We really need to get organized. Yeah, because as, hey, You asked us about that. Chris and I have kind of been working on another side project, band, but we haven't gotten a yeah. lot done. Yeah. I, trust me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, We really probably should focus more on cows because we have had this been a second wave of interest kinda of coming about. I've had more really people buying CDs again, people asking, Are you gonna play shows? and I'm just kinda of like, Oh yeah, eventually Yeah. So But yeah, there for a while it was kinda of, the hardest part was just trying to get everybody together at the same time to practice. Yeah. So that's usually kinda of what plays usually, yep. most dances. <laughs> Now I'm just looking. You're talking about uh, music, But, uh, but yeah, I've okay, also sp- speaking of something. which, uh, yeah, I've also been doing yeah. a lot of rediscovering older stuff once again. Yeah. Kind of some some earlier punk bands I always kind of knew, but didn't have a lot of their stuff, and, and of course, rebuying stuff I had on tape that yeah. I never bothered to. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm always kind of on the internet, just trying to check out just yeah. what what's out there. Some of it I'm yeah. Like, yeah, could I have discovered if it's a band where they sell a t-shirt at Hot Topic? Yeah, yeah. I'm probably not going to like thing. it. <laughs> they got a really long name, like Blood on the Dance Floor. This is my underground. It's not really underground anymore. You ever hear of D Antwood? D Antwood? No. It's, uh... Is it related to Riff Raff? No, it's, uh... <laughs> South, South African, or South American uh, rap. Was this like when you got in that Mongolian uh, throat, throat thing? Throat, oh, that's uh, great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you found a guy, I don't know if you found it or I found it, there's a guy that actually does like rapping Oh the, uh, Mongolian throat. I think he might have found it, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But he's standing in typical Mongol kind of dress, and he's doing lots of hand... <laughs> and no, no, no. this is interesting. To watch a few times, and after that, you're like, okay, I've seen. it yeah, I probably found it. that when I was looking up how the they the Tibetan monks use the golden eagles for hunting, you know, like actual hunting yeah. hawks and everything, and not just I don't know. It's it's odd the way control we, control control the eagles <sighs> and the birds the same way some people like have their dog for. Yeah, ducks yeah. and coon dog and things like that. The only they use eagles, so I think they win. Yes, they win. That's the best way to put it. I was sitting here thinking it's just odd how... It, just well, The way we've been talking, the three of us come across things is by a way of other things. It's not even related. <laughs> well, I came across Mongolian throat singing when I was talking about how they use eagles to hunt. And, yeah... Well, I discovered Italian horror by listening to the band Electric Wizard. <laughs> so. I don't know. Actually, I was introduced to the singing through... I did open this door, didn't I? The
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's just a cheesy band that plays all the freaking uh, summer concert, the outdoor oh, theater yeah. circus. It's a... Uh, Fleck tones, Bella Fleck, okay, like yeah. the best banjo, yeah. like yeah. jam band. I watch everything. with songs. Yeah, so well, some of their music they had. Okay, that makes like sense. Like the Tibetan monk singing with them, and then they go off in their little ten-minute ditty thing. You know, their little rant, their rant, ramble, ramble. Okay. Actually, I thought something that's not completely related, but since I talk about Electric Wizard. I do want to point out, I don't know, you may have seen it because i posted it a few times. All right, you could have, too. Have you seen the video called The Chosen that they did? Oh. It's part recreation and part real film from Columbine. Oh, wow. Wow. It is, it's one of the most, I wouldn't say moving because that's kind of the wrong, but it, it really kind of just, it opens up your mind to... I guess as being freaks, I always kind of, not exactly understood where these kids come from, but I knew how it happened. Yeah. Because I remember after not yeah. long after it happened, and that was the other thing for years is, it's eight years after the tragedy of Columbine, we're back here to see how everyone's handling it. I'm like, well, you're only kind of furthering yeah their legend by doing this. But I don't know. It's 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 a really interesting video to watch, and especially once you because they throw in real clips from some of them yeah. walking around the cafeteria. It is very chilling to watch. Because it then it does become much more real for you. Because even I discovered as much of the tragedy it was watching it on the news, talk about it, and you still can kind of disconnect yourself oh, from yeah. it. Oh, yeah. But once you kind of see some of the footage, it's just it's very. It's just thought provoking and just chilling. I don't know. I just thought about that since the sun just brought it back up. But yeah, I, I kind of recommend anybody just check out The Chosen. Hopefully YouTube still has not yanked it off at this point. But. But it is. It's like I said, it's part recreation where they've got two kids they've hired. But I think that was a song they probably wrote about something else. And they've kind of. Okay. Kind of like how Elton John rewrote Candle in the Wind. (laughs) It's originally about Marilyn Monroe, and then it's about Princess Diana. And now we all feel good when we listen to Elton John. Not as much. Modern Liberace. I don't know, Elton John. Elton John's best song is Biz Marquis singing
0: Benny and the Jets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this is why he's my co-host. <laughs> so, so often he just, he may derail it. Sometimes he derails it right into the swamp. But other times we lift
0: it right, right, right out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I think... I, 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 I won't bring up Revenge of the Nerds for a while anymore. We won't derail it. It, it was, was kind of, I'm like, do we have to talk about rape every
0: episode? <laughs> no. Ooh, it was getting no. that bad
1: at one point. Because I just talked about how much I love that movie at one point again. That's just how much I had forgotten how much I loved it. And you're like, yeah, well, there's also incidental rape in
0: it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I kind of, you know, you kind of block that out of your mind that, and then he brought it up again in the next episode and I think he'll one more episode <laughs> well, and then he finally drop it. I mean, you know, as a feminist, I'm highly in tune <laughs> with these issues. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> just... Yeah. Okay. I really don't have anywhere else to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> much. We're getting close to 80 minutes. Uh... So I guess we probably ought to wrap it up. Usually I have a uh, movie quote, but since Chris has really thrown me once again with the uh, prevented a nerds rape thing, it went right out of my head again. So I'll see if Chris has a movie quote that he can. Oh, my! Uh, hate to put you on the spot, but uh, how about the first? A- usually, usually I, I actually let me. Sure. I usually don't reference the movie, so that way people have to Google search it. Okay. Well, so, I'm, so I'm going right to go ahead and reference okay. the movie. Okay, right.
2: Because uh, the first... I'll say... Any film that's really good, I say the first ten minutes, there is no talking in it. So we'll go with right. one that I really noticed this in first. Okay. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. The whole opening sequence. And then it's talking by... Uh, Lee Van Cleef. Mm-hmm. And it it moves the whole film forward from there. And I, I think that's... My quote I think I know what this is, is going to. Go ahead. That's a tidy little sum when he's offered money to kill his employer. <laughs> so I, I, I think that'll, that'll work.
1: Okay. <laughs> a tidy sum.
2: <song. laughs>
1: awesome. Couldn't have done better. Because otherwise that would have just been something from Peter's Road* like...
0: Witness me! Yeah! <laughs>
1: Uh, Dan Stroyer here once again I thought I should do a quick follow up Uh, That so So unprofessional That was my phone Um, Yeah, so I thought I should do a quick follow up Uh, There's actually I hadn't prepared any questions for Chris For episode 10 Um, It kind of came together pretty quick I knew I'd been wanting him to come on the podcast but it came about really quickly all of a sudden So uh, I also knew that with him I could uh, It would be The questions and stuff It Just the flow would be really good And he, honestly we didn't even get to cover half of what I really wanted to With him I um, uh, wanted to talk about other bands he was in Actually I also wanted to point out That he uh, was on the uh, Misfits cover That we did on the uh, Sicker Cows album So the guy that sounds like Really excited to be good doing backup vocals that's Bradlin. So, uh, we'll probably end up doing another episode with him at some point. Um, also, yeah, I wasn't trying to be rude to Jason. Jason just kind of appeared, so we went ahead and had him sit in as a uh, kind of just as, as a surprise guest. We'll probably actually try and get him on, on the podcast eventually, uh, sit down and talk with him. Uh, but uh, other than that, I know there was probably. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I need to put in context too, since Chris and I kind of got off on a tangent about the Aries and the Anchor, uh, just to kind of clarify for people that don't live around Northwest Ohio and around the Finley area, uh, the Anchor was what they called the Teen Center. It was, a uh, almost like a VFW building that they would rent out for things. And for a long time, uh, on Friday nights, I think it was Friday or Saturday nights, they would have, uh, shows For a while, they did bands, and for a while, they would do this weird combination of a DJ where they would play hip hop for a long time, and then play like an hour and a half of like Primus and Slayer and Anthrax, which made for a really weird vibe in the building because you had these two groups of total polar opposites. And but talk about that on another episode. But yeah, that was the anchor. Uh, like I said, they started letting bands play there for a while Then they shut it down And then I think five years later or so They started letting bands play there again I did not get to see a lot of the shows The second time around Like I said, we'll, some episode We'll out we'll, to get a couple people And we'll all talk about that And then the other place Chris was talking about Was the Ares The Ares is basically A hole in the ground or A hole in the wall uh, That james powell managed to rent out somehow and we just it was specifically just for the purpose of having shows there was no bathroom there it barely had electricity but in this area that was all we had we were thankful to have it so it lasted for a while and then i don't know if i got shut down or what the deal was with that if uh, james powell ever comes back in the area i might have to try and have him on the podcast and just talk about a lot of that stuff because he did some things. For as much as uh James and I were, I, I guess I'll put it at odds. We were just two young teenage men and both kind of bullheaded, so I think we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. But I always had a lot of respect for him that he managed to get a lot of this off the ground in the area. So as we've gotten older, all that shit's fucking falling away. I, I don't like who even remembers what the fuck any of that was about. So. This is the end of episode 10. This is the wrap-up. So with that, out.